turn the game over to the referee, Andre Proof. Gentlemen, this is a regular coin. Okay, Toronto, you're the visiting team. Got tails. Tails. Commissioner, I hand you the coin. It's ahead. BC, you want the ball. Which way are you going to do? Okay, just switch side, please. BC will receive. Have a great game, gentlemen. Good game, guys. Good game. The BC Lions required overtime to host Saskatchewan in the West. The Toronto Argonauts needed three years to beat Montreal in the East. And now BC and Toronto are set to clash for the 92nd Grey Cup game here at Frank Clair Stadium in the nation's capital where news has already been made. Dave Dickinson will be the starting quarterback for the Lions. Damon Allen awaits for the Argonauts. Michael Clements, history will record. He is the first black head coach in CFL history to take his team to the championship game, although he downplays that significant mark. Wally Buono on the other side 30 years ago won his first of two cups. As a player, he has won three times as the head coach in this, his seventh appearance in the Grey Cup championship game. stage has been set on a magnificent night in Ottawa. And well, Prefontaine kickstarts the 92nd Grey Cup. It will be Antonio Warren from the 25. Warren shakes one tackle and is swarmed at the 38-yard line. You heard Jason Claremont. He did not know an hour ago the Dave Dickinson gets the call, just four starts during the regular season, one relief game against the Argonauts. Won a cup in 98 as the backup. He lost in 99 as the starter, a game Wally Buono said earlier today he probably shouldn't have played because of injury. Twin tight to start for the Lions. The lone setback, Antonio Warren, and rolling out is Dickinson. And he throws downfield to the top Canadian in the CFL, Jason Claremont, who had the huge reception late in the win against Saskatchewan, starts for BC. Well, remember, to talk, so much hype about the running game. They were keyed on Antonio Warren. Little play action. They've got fooled by that allowed Dickinson to roll out untouched to the left, and look who is wide open. You can't leave 82 wide open. He's a strong guy, great receiver, and he breaks a couple tackles. Big play by the BC offense. 27 yards for the Regina native as we start in that unique formation. Quick hitter to the top receiver this year in the league. G-Roy Simon escorted out of bounds by Jordan Younger. Let's set the Lions offense for you. Boy, they're starting right now. Dave Dickinson obviously getting the start. Antonio Warren, two great games against the Argos already this year. 
A receiving crew that's second and none. Catola Simon Brazel, Claremont with a nice catch. And watch out for Thelwell. What a game last week. And an offensive line takes some heat, but I tell you what, forget that. When it's down to the wire, one game left. Nothing matters anymore. Just protect the quarterback. Three-yard, seven-yard gain. Second and three for Dickinson. Another quick hitter, and G. Roy Simon has his second catch. As we set the Argonaut defense for you. Well, this is a very hungry, aggressive bunch. Anchored by Eric England. Three quarterback sacks in the last two playoff games. How about Noah Kander? Ten quarterback sacks on the season. And the veteran O'Shea in the middle linebacker position. He's the leader. He's the one that's going to make the calls. Orlando Steinhauer will do the same thing for the secondary. It's a good physical secondary. Dave Dickinson starts with three consecutive completions. And a first down in Argo territory. Antonio Warren, his first carry. And there's room on the right side. And finally, Kevin Ivan. The runner-up is top Canadian in the league to Jason Claremont with the tackle. Well, a little sweep action to the right side. Lyle Green, the fullback. You talk a lot about Antonio Warren, but I tell you, the lead block at 28. Lyle Green to spring him outside. You see McFadden leading the way, the right tackle. Boy, they're really moving the football early and efficiently, Chris. Impressive early march. And remember that the Argonauts have struggled against the run this year. Last and Warren with 277 yards in two starts against Toronto. First down and another quick hitter. And this is Chris Brazel turning it in. And he has stopped at the 18. The reason they're finding success right off the bat, Dave Dickinson is stretching this defense sideline to sideline. He's popping out quick hitch passes to Simon. He's hitting Brazel. Then when you run the ball, the linebackers have to get out of the box. There's more room up to run the football. Smart play calling right now by Dave Dickinson. A drive which started at the Lions 38 is now inside the Toronto 20. Second and six. Five receiver package. Blitz coming, Warren with the catch. And coming back to make the stop, Antonius Bonner at the 10. It's another Lion first down. This is a no-win situation for Antonius Bonner. He is on the blitz, but as he comes in and tries to get to Dickinson, all that happens is Warren slips up from behind his block, wide open in the flat. Now Bonner's got to come back and try and tackle him. Just a little bit of a check release by Antonio Warren. Dickinson threw that ball perfectly to him, and he'll bring out the sticks and measure. But, boy, we're talking about utilizing every play right now, mixing it up, spreading it sideline to sideline, getting everybody involved. Dave Dickinson complained this week that Wally Buono had not confirmed who the starter was. We believe that was communicated to the quarterbacks last night. And Dickinson's been on fire since the outset. Seventh play of the drive, and it is a first down for British Columbia. Receiver short side, Warren with a great fake in the end zone. Claremont wide open. Touchdown. What a start for Dave Dickinson.
We talked about it, mixing it up, using motion, a lot of play action. That's what happens when you hand the ball off to your running back. Again, look at Eric England. He sucks down, he takes the back. This is broken coverage. That's all it is. Clifford Ivory leaves the man. Jason Claremont finds the opening. This is pitch and catch. We talked about the aggressiveness. We talked about how good Toronto's defense is. They got to pick this up, get to the bench, and figure it out. Defensive coordinator Rich Stuber is going to have to have a talk with these guys because that's not how you want to start the football game. In his first Grey Cup game, Jason Claremont scores the first Grey Cup touchdown. Rich Stubler conferring with Clifford Ivory as Dave Dickinson and Jason Claremont savor the opening touchdown of the game. Well, here he is. Here's Jason Claremont. Look, you've got three defenders right here. Now watch what happens, fellas. Run this. He's going to go through there at the outside line. Freezer right here. Look at everyone he's looking at. They're all worried about this guy. Look who's here. That's Jason Claremont. Broken coverage. That's why Stubler was talking to Clifford Ivory. You've got to make sure you pick the guy that comes to your zone and stay with him. Short kick. One of the up men, John Williams, nailed by Bo Lewis at the 43-yard line as the Lions don't want to put it in the hands of Levingston or Bruce. Jason Claremont with his first ever postseason touchdown, and he got the drive started. Well, same play exactly on a little play action. Of course, if you're going to run that, now give the ball to Antonio Warren. Look at him get behind the boys, and again, the receiver's downfield. Excellent job of blocking when they're not catching the football. Culminated by the big 11-yard touchdown reception by Jason Claremont. Seven-play drive. Dickinson six for six. And now Damon Allen, double tight ends, and a procedure call will stop play before it got underway. Andre Proof in charge. Damon Allen missed seven games this year with a broken leg. Did not face the BC Lions. Advantage Allen or advantage Lions? Well, the big thing you have to go back to the last time he played the Lions, and that was in the crossover playoff game last year. He was methodical, he was efficient in that game, and he beat Wally Buono's BC Lions there. So that's the game he's going off. But he's been watching the games. He's a study. He studies the football film. He knows what he's going to expect from this BC defense. Argos start down by seven and first and fifteen. Quick hitter knocked down Brent Johnson. Gets his hands on the football. The Kingston native had a brilliant year at defensive end. We talked about him in the opening. Well, I mean, this is just smart football by Brent Johnson because he's rushing against John Fugel, the right tackle. And then he gets outside of him, sees the football, sees exactly where Damon Allen is attempting to go with the throw. He gets the left hand up and knocks the ball down. Smart football. Jason Claremont won the top Canadian in the league late in the season. Wally Buono felt that it was actually Johnson who was his best Canadian. So plenty of depth in the Canadian contingent for the Lions. Second and 15, John Avery. First man misses head down to the 50, but he will be short of the first down. Something positive, though, Chris, is the fact that all week we were wondering about the health of John Avery. Not a lot of talk about this. The last time he was in the Great Cup 2002, he was the story. This week, it's been about Damon Allen and the receivers, but here you see a little flat pass, breaks it up, a little shake and bake, and picks up some yards. Doesn't pick up the first down, but hey, if you're an Argo fan, you're happy that he looks healthy, and he looks like he can do stuff with that football. Noel Prefontaine, who was so brilliant in the Hamilton Eastern Division semifinal. And many feel the big edge for the Argos in the punting game, but after the high snap, not a long punt. 
on the carpet. And it will be Lockett diving on the ball, and the Argos will be called for no yards. So after the first series for either side, advantage BC on the scoreboard, and with the momentum, Dave Dickinson's come out with a hot hand. And again, this unusual bunch formation for the Lions. Giving this Argo Max zone something to think about. And he is nailed in the backfield. Eric England, such a force in the two playoff games. Well, they only have three defensive line because they run a three-four. He's got four linebackers, three defensive linemen at the bottom of your screen. He just swims inside of the attempted block and beats Angus Reed right to Antonio Warren, bringing him down for a loss. Now the big play. You know you got to put the ball up. You need help from the linebacker to the secondary to force BC to punt this football. Loss of three for Warren. Second and 13. There goes show blitz, but jumped. Were they drawn? Well, I like what Dave Dickinson did here, and I think that as we see the officials conferring, I think he just changed the snap count. And anytime you know you have a blitzing defense like the Argonauts, change the snap count. So as the guys get up, they're trying to time it. As a result, he goes on a later Outside. count. Outside, Toronto 95, still second down. They pick up five easy yards on the penalty. Now you see England moving along with Jonathan Brown, the other end in that three-man front line for Toronto. And now second and eight. Ivan backs off. And Dickinson looking deep. Incomplete intended for G. Roy Simon. Adrian Smith in coverage with support from the safety Orlando Steinauer. Good coverage downfield. That's what your safety has to do. He's got to come over to the top and secure the deep thing. They're running a little zone. Adrian Smith stride for stride with G. Roy Simon. Of course, the safety Orlando Steinauer over for support to prevent that catch. You see the conferences going on within that Argo defense as they try to sort out this formation. Well, and you, and you always wonder about how much on that opening drive, the pregame jitters, the opening drive jitters of the Argonaut defense all jacked up to play this game. And of course, sometimes you get overhyped, and as a result, you make a mental mistake, and that's might be what happened. Snap for Manny off the side of his foot. They expected he'd be kicking it out of bounds to keep it away from Bashar Livingston, but that was pressure and a short punt as Clifford Ivory came off the edge. Just 16 yards for Manny. Mike Pinball Clemens is well known for his oratory, but tonight in the locker room before the game, in his pregame speech, he was in tears talking to his players. His message was family. Let's stick together. This is a team that had a rift between the offense and the defense after a loss in Winnipeg at midseason. He healed that rift, and tonight he has all 55 players on the, in the organization on the sideline. And the Argos with good field position, Mark, to start their second drive. And John Avery is into BC territory at the 45-yard line. Well, we're talking about the fact that he is a key man in this. We haven't talked a lot about him. You see David Allen just doing the little swing pass to John Avery. He can get it done. 
This is a receiving core that feels it hasn't reached its potential. Is hoping today is their breakout game. Arlen Bruce, 17 catches already in the playoff. And this is a good offensive line. Jude St. John, Annunziata, their first breakup game. 19 years experience between the two. Second and three. Allen, quarterback draw down to the 40. Chris, we saw all the highlights of him in great cups past when he ran so much. Doesn't do it as much anymore, but who knows? This might be the 41-year-old's last game. It is a huge key. You must do this. We know he can throw the football, but when there's an opportunity and the tackles take the outside number two gap and there's something open in the middle, look at it. Get off the field. Pick up what you do. You just did that. Picked up a first down. At the Lions 40, first and 10. Give to Avery, right side. And John Avery tripped up, but lunging forwards seven yards on that productive first down carry. This is a good defense, number one against the run. It all starts with these guys up front. Brent Johnson, Tyrone Williams, arguably the strongest man in the CFL. Floyd Simpson. What can you say about these guys? Of course, the guy that's never short of a comment, Carl Kidd, the linebacker. And a secondary that's really got to play tough with these receivers. Marsh and Young, the cornerbacks, have to come up with big games. I've already seen Brent Johnson make a big defensive play. Second and three. Allen short drop it in the flat. R.J. Soward caught the ball, but his feet were out of bounds. Well, that's a nice call by the official right there on the sidelines. Damon Allen, one-two step, get rid of the ball quickly. Throw it to the flat. Open a hook up with R.J. Soward. You see him right there as he goes up. Now, he gets his feet out. Now, I know what everybody's going to say, because if you're pushed out by the defender... Then they ruled a catch, but the, what the official said, saw there was the fact that had he not even made contact, the receiver would have came down out of bounds. So Prefontaine in to attempt a 39-yarder. Four for five in the playoffs. And a flag down. And this will be an important call. And it's going against Toronto, which means Prefontaine's got more work to do. Well, a lot of times when you get a procedure on a field goal team, the offensive line in the center might try and bob his head. They're trying to draw the defense off because, as you say, Chris, if they can procedure, draw him off, they get five yards Toronto and they get a first line, down. Still third down. Charged against the offensive line, but no one player. And so it will be a 44-yard attempt, his longest of the year, 47, and that came in the playoff game against Hamilton. And he misses, and Lockett in the end zone. Can be dangerous, he's out, but a bad decision by Aaron Lockett, and the Argos have them trapped down at the two. Jeff Johnson led the surge downfield. That's as good as a coffin corner punt by Prefontaine and the fact that Lockett should give up the point and take the ball where the field goal is attempted. Lions with the lead on that opening touchdown march but backed up here at their own two-yard line on the Aaron Lockett decision and Dickinson scrambling. He'll get some breathing room as he lunges across the 10. Three knee procedures in the last 12 months. A 
many felt Dickinson came back way too soon. And here he is in the biggest game of the year. This is a situation that he didn't have to come back too soon this time. Obviously, got healthy, wanted to play. But that's what you want out of your players. You want your quarterbacks to want to be in the action. Doesn't matter if it's a Grey Cup game or preseason. You want your quarterbacks to be hungry to get out there and play. Those numbers uh, tilted the scales for Wally Buono in his decision-making as he was so impressive off the bench last week against Saskatchewan. Second and two. And Antonio Warren has the first down. The right side of that offensive line of the BC Lions got off. Angus Reed, Bobby Singh, Markay McFadden. Little search running play. Call it search because the running back will search for the first daylight and hit that. He is a great north-south runner. Runs very hard when he gets the football. Not a lot of dipsy doodling. He's going to hit the hole. Fifth in rushing in the league this year. Might have been higher. But he missed three games with an injury. Warren, many people feel will be a difference maker today against a run defense that's vulnerable. In the flat, it's Chris Brazel forced out by the youngster Jordan Younger. Well, Brazel got the reception, but... That was nice job of coverage by Jordan Younger, who kept everything in front of him. Everything downfield was covered. This is basically an outlet pass. He throws it over, and he's at 26 right there to bring him out only with a three-yard gain. One of the differences with Dave Dickinson is in is the routes are far more precise. Everything as far as timing is more crisp with Dickinson. Couldn't find anybody open there, and then a collision between Lion receivers, but a first down as G. Roy Simon comes up with a catch. Well, the reason there's a collision is because the receivers do an excellent job of seeing the quarterback under pressure and change their route. Now they're working for the quarterback, trying to find an opening in the defense. G. Roy Simon comes back, and you see he runs into Brazel, but all he's doing is trying to find somewhere where the quarterback can deliver him the football. There are those tremendous numbers on the year. Jason Claremont saying earlier this week, we think we can get five 1,000-yard receivers in one season. Antonio Warren and a lot of room up the gut. Finally, the outside linebackers, Bonner and Fletcher, converge for the tackle. Well, anytime you're going to have just three down linemen, that means your linebackers aren't going to touch the ball carrier until he gets to the initial line of scrimmage, and that's exactly what happens because they take care of the front three. The other linebackers do a combo block to the linebackers. Warren, the recipient of a nice hole, and picks up nine yards. Remember, this drive started at the two-yard line, so it's been a successful drive already as the Lions get out of trouble. Second one. Dickinson off the left side behind Kelly Bates with the first down. An opening drive touchdown march by the BC Lions, capped by Jason Claremont. And with less than two minutes to go in this first quarter, the Lions with the lead and uh, well, the spot of the ball, he did not get the first down. So it's 
Third down for BC. Well, big play early on right here. You know that Dave Dickens is going to try and tuck it behind the offensive line. He's going to tell the boys, hey, we need to get some leg drive out of you big boys up front. We've got to pick up the first down. Need less than a yard to get it. So they hunker down. Angus Reed to center. Dickinson plunging forward during the regular season. They often brought Spurgeon Wynn, the number three quarterback in the Lions' scheme of things for those plays. Bigger, stronger, but Dickinson gets the job done. Well, don't be fooled by his stature. I know, you know, he's not the tallest or the biggest. He's 5'11", 190 pounds, but he's smart. And he recognizes and he tells the guys where to create the little opening. And he's going to slide to the left or the right wherever he sees a bubble in the defensive line. So at the BC 49, Lions first down. Four receivers right side. They fake the swing pass and now go deeper. There's Ryan Thelwell with the catch. The man who enjoyed the breakout western final with nine catches and 183 yards well we talked about match coverage we also talked about the fact that this is a defense that will jump the gun dave dickinson does a little bit of a pump fake the defense cheats a little bit adrian smith cheats to the inside that allows ryan thalwell to be wide open on the sideline ryan from london ontario grew up as an argo fan playing against that old favorite team in the biggest game of his life. And Dickinson has to throw this away. Antonius Bonner on the blitz. Well, Michael Fletcher's looking for a grounding rule. Saying there was no intended receiver in the direction that Dave Dickinson threw that football. But as long as he gets it past the line of scrimmage, he's all right. So that time, the Argo pressure... Forces the Lions to waste a play, but it's been BC dominated in this opening quarter. Second and ten. Simon in motion to the right side. Here comes the blitz. Dickinson looking for Simon. Almost picked off. There's Jordan Younger, who had a pick in the Eastern Final. Well, Jordan Younger has really become a thorn for many receivers over this CFL season, his rookie one. He just plays these receivers. He's on the hot corner, the short side corner where a lot of the throws are going. He just reads it, stays at one of the most dangerous receivers, G-Roy Simon, and does an excellent job of breaking back to the football. Just 1.9 seconds remaining on the clock in the first quarter. O'Manny's first punt was only 16 yards. Marlon Bruce is back. Angling that punt. And a short punt that will be marked out outside the 20 at the 21-yard line. So O'Manny struggling. Just a 23-yard punt. For Duncan O'Manny, who punted in the 2001 Grey Cup for Wally Buono in Calgary. Impressive opening march by the Lions, and they have the one touchdown lead.
Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. As we check the first quarter stats. Well, I think that's obviously the huge stat that's going to stick out the time of possession. But remember, back in October, they beat the BC Lions, even though BC at the end of the game had over a 10 minute time of possession advantage as well. In the first quarter of that game, BC had the ball for 12 minutes to three for Toronto. And yet it was 3-3 at the end of 15 minutes. In fact, in the two games this year, the Lions have had the football for 15 minutes more on offense. Argos with a double tight end formation. Avery the lone setback, and he is hit at the line as Tegbenio and Baron Simpson, the middle linebacker. Jar Avery. Well, this is the number one defense. They take pride in the fact that you can't run football against them. They have averaged only 75 yards against. And it all starts with penetration. Daniel gets in there, disrupts the play, and Baron Simpson, maybe one of the best middle linebackers ever to play, finishes it off. BC limited the opposition to 75 yards a game running the football. Second and 11 in the flat, Avery. And he's dragged down by Deshaun Austin, short of the first down. You're going to have to change the offensive game plan right now because BC sitting in a zone, but we're taking, you know what? All Toronto's doing is going underneath. Hey, you know, BC will say, hey, we'll give you that all day. We'll tack him up, tackle you, and force him to and out. You have got to attack this defense. You've got to throw the ball vertically and challenge it. You've got speed. you got Tony Miles. you got Baker. you got R.J. Sauer, who they say is the fastest guy in the CFL. Utilize these guys downfield. Ken Austin, the offensive coordinator, conferring with Damon Allen. As Prefontaine sets the punt. Win not a factor here on this beautiful November night. Lockett lets it bounce, fields it well, and gets through the first wave. Flag down, and Lockett fumbles the ball. The Argos get on it, and a penalty marker on the play. Well, the penalty will probably go against the BC Lions. Chuck Winters up with the ball. The tackle made by Jeff Johnson, who forced the fumble. Hold on the BC return team. Clearly against the Lions, but and now Prefontaine gets confirmation. It's Argo football. Only the Argo bounce. Goes to the Argos. First down throttle. Aaron Lockett does a nice job of initially making the first man miss. Gets to the outside. Little shake and bake. Jeff Johnson's going to punch that football. It comes loose. Stays inbounds. That was why they were conferring to see if he was out of bounds before he fumbled. So Jeff Johnson, the York product, and a good call. Lockett wasn't out. And the Argo cover team has shot all year. Johnson with a big play. And the Argos needed it. Back to work offensively. Let's see if they do attack down the middle. Flag down as R.J. Soward has the catch in the Lions' territory. But this 
is coming back. Well, they finally go down the field instead of throwing the little outlet passes, but this time it's going to come back as a holding call is going to be assessed against the offensive line. Holding Toronto 69. Still first down. That's big left tackle, six foot nine, Bernard Williams. Down at the bottom of your screen. And it's just late as he gets the left arm wrapped around Kapinga's neck. The receivers on the near side. Allen looks that way. Robert Baker and tripped up. A sure tackle there by Deshaun Austin, who played for the Stamps in their 2001 Grey Cup game. Well, that's an excellent job of tackling in the open field on Robert Baker who they feel pound for pound is their toughest receiver. And he prides himself on being able to break the initial tackler, attempt to bring him down. But that time, Sean Austin taking the legs out from underneath him, forcing him into the second and very long situation. Well, if the Lions are vulnerable, it's through the air, but the Argos have not exposed that yet. Second and 17, Avery trying to shake Otis Floyd, and Floyd has... None of it. Well, Otis Floyd, who missed three of the last four games with a bit of a turf toe. Wally Bono says this guy has been outstanding for us all year long at that outside linebacker position because of his speed to the ball carrier. Look at him break down. John Avery trying to break him, make him freeze his body and take him inside. But Otis Floyd stays with him and recovers, comes back and wraps him up. Might have been the best linebacker for the Lions this year, even though he was not the All-Canadian. Baron Simpson was. And now Lockett gets set once again. Better kick by Prefontaine. Lockett back at his 25. Johnson can't get him this time. Prefontaine will trip him up. And he has done that so often as a putter. A big 52-yard kick. Prefontaine has to cover his own punt. Welcome back to the 92nd Grey Cup. With me, Commissioner Tom Wright. Uh, Tom, how important at this point in CFL history is it to have BC and Toronto in the Grey Cup? Oh, it's really important, Steve. They used to call those markets special because of challenges. Now they're special because they're special. Fans are coming out in droves. It's wonderful. 50,000 here in Ottawa tonight. Is it going to be a gamble to go back to Vancouver next year? Oh, not a chance. They had 55,000 for the Western Final. They'll do a wonderful job in BC in uh, November 2005. Tom, thanks for this. Appreciate it. Pleasure, Steve. Thank you very much. Guys, Wally Buono didn't want to look ahead, but at the coach's press conference earlier in the week, he, he was already talking about how important 2005 would be to the Lions franchise. So BC with the lead and the football at the Lions. 51, Lockett with a 25-yard return. Setting Dave Dickinson up, and Antonio Warren left side into the backfield and just tripped up by Kenny Wheaton. Well, this offensive line, they're going to put the bunch, the three-receiver formation to the wide field, run it short side. The offensive line gets off. 
Freddie Moore and Kelly Bates. Nice hole right there. And he's not touched till he gets through there. And as you say, Kenny Wheaton with the shoestring tackle, or else he's going for a long way. So the Argo defense that so many talk about vulnerable on the ground, and that's what Warren is trying to expose here. And he is brought down at the line of scrimmage, the 45-yard line. Two games he's played against the Argos, 6.1 yards per carry. We talked about Antonio Warren's success against Toronto this season. Well, if there's one thing they talked about, it's the fact that they felt they got away from the run too much in those games, even though he did, you know, total almost 280 yards in both those football games. Second and nine. Out of the shotgun, Dickinson throwing for Claremont, and that's knocked down. Clifford Ivory with the defensive play. The All-Canadian deep back, one of four All-Canadians in that Argo defense. And as much as you see him, not, this is just an excellent play by Clifford Ivory because this has got pass interference written all over it. Look at him come over, come over the shoulder, knock the ball away without interfering with the receiver. That's exceptional right there. So many young defensive backs will go through the receiver and draw the flag. That's a veteran move there by Clifford Ivory. So Omani's had trouble with the Argo pressure on punts so far. 16 and 23 yard kicks. And he doesn't want to put it in the hands of Bashar Livingston. And once again off the side of his foot, Pinball Clemens said, his confidence is probably through the roof after those big field goals last week, but he's losing confidence with every punt. Well, the Argos had better net punting by five yards during the regular season, Prefontaine versus O'Manny, but it's becoming more significant here. Well, watch what he gets. He tries to angle the punt. He's angling it for the sideline, and as a result, he's dropping the ball. It's getting the side of his foot. He shanked three. That was a nine-yarder. So the Argos get a big, big break and start at the 35. Downfield wide open. Andre Talbot with the catch at midfield. The Oshawa native who led the Argo receivers in the Eastern Semi against the Tiger Cats. That's a nice adjustment to the football as it's in the air by Andre Talbot because the ball's overthrown a little bit. He has to back up, backpedal if you would, to try and get the ball and still worry about keeping his feet in bounds. Nice job of concentrating on the football. In his first gray cup. 19 on the catch, first down. To that side again, Tony Miles with the catch, and he's pushed out of bounds. But another first down, Mark Washington in coverage. Tony Miles, potentially the best receiver the Argos have, and he was frustrated by his lack of activity last week. No lack of activity, he hasn't had a touchdown in the last eight weeks. In the two games versus the BC Lions, one catch for 10 yards, underutilized would be the word I use. The veteran Allen heats up. First down. Swings it out. Miles coming out of the backfield. And the errant pass incomplete. Well, we talked about it. You just mentioned it, Chris. They want to find a way to get number 15 involved in this offense. 
he is a game breaker and he has such you know he's not going to break many games wide open if he doesn't get the football put in his hands so this is a nice way it's a different scheme of having him come from the backfield instead of just lining him up at the wide receiver spot yes Kent Austin admitting that Miles was starting to show his frustration he had an 11 catch game against the Lions last year second and ten here comes the rush Allen to R.J. Soward down to the 20 and now the Argo offense starting to stretch the Lions well, defense well now you're doing you're playing smart football they're going behind the linebackers when, when Damon Allen and this Argo offense started the football game, they were throwing everything in front of the linebackers. Now watch this. This ball is thrown over the middle linebacker, Baron Miles, in the opening of the zone coverage. 51 goes up. Ball beautifully thrown to R.J. Soward. Big play. Made sure that Soward was well hydrated this week. He cramped up badly in the Eastern Final. They felt it cost him two touchdowns in the game. Pump and then into the flat, incomplete intended for Robert Baker and Carl Kidd, the linebacker in coverage. Well, he was initially going deep and he had Talbot down the numbers and he wanted to go. The coverage is there, and I don't really like this play selection when he threw it over there to the flat because, as you say, the coverage was tight with Carl Kidd. And this very easily could have turned into a big turnover for the BC Lions like he was intending to go deep but then threw incomplete in the flat sixth play of the drive they moved it 54 yards Whoa. second and ten Allen with a lot of steamboats downfield and Miles was well covered by Dante Marsh the young corner who has been beaten regularly this season well an interesting move as well at the end of this Tony Miles slows down trying to draw the interference penalty from Dante Marsh. But it starts up front. Excellent protection. Fugel, Annunziata all doing their job allowing Damon Allen to find time to throw this football. But Tony Miles kind of slowed up at the end trying to draw the pass interference ball. Prefontaine missed earlier and now hits his second attempt of the game and the Argos are on the board as the offense finally kicks into gear. Top Canadian, Jason Claremont. Here's Antonio Warren on the kickoff. A 27-yard field goal by Prefontaine and the Lions opted for the Argo kickoff and Warren does not get it back to the 35. Good numbers for Dave Dickinson early against what is known as one of the toughest, if not the toughest, defense to play against in the league with the Matt Zone, the well, Matt panel Zola. guys have been talking about. But, but Chris, they also make great adjustments. They did that after that opening drive by the BC Lions. You know, you mentioned it last week in the Montreal game. The Alouette scoring march was too easy, but then the Argos locked it down. Quick hitter inside. G. Roy Silent. With flags down, and Dickinson frustrated by that penalty marker. Well, that's I think Noah Kander in the middle drew that flag. 
Two guys in the middle working against Noah Canner, Bates and Angus Reed. That's a chop block. That's where one offensive lineman is engaged with the defensive line and his partner, his guard in this case, will come over and chop him while he's engaged with another player. And now things heat up in the trenches as words exchanged along the lines. And Wally Buono's team awaits the option from the Argos. And a long discussion. Argos claiming that there should be a disqualification. Major foul. Chubb block. VC 58. Still first down. It's David Heisman who did not start the game. But is in at right guard. With the center, Angus Reed, and he came over and shot Noah Cantor below the waist. Check that in at left guard in place of Kelly Bates. And so first and 25, Dickinson over the middle, Warren underneath, and Michael Fletcher closed quickly. Great coverage downfield by the secondary because Dave Dickinson is initially looking down the field. Nothing is there. He has to go to his release valve. Has to throw it underneath to Antonio Ward. Michael Fletcher. This is exactly how he wants to play it. It's a dump pass. He comes up, secures the tackle. Come on, baby. Come on now. Second and 22. That goes rushing only three. Michael Fletcher had an interception on each Anthony Calvillo's first pass of the 2000 Great Cup game when he was a BC Lion. Dickinson pulls it down and now has to run it. And it'll be stopped up at the 30-yard line. Well, the pit is just getting nasty down there. The Argos, Eric England, Jonathan Brown, Noah Kantner just mixing it up. Tries to swim inside. McFad just floors Jonathan Brown. Well, how much does that chop block infuriate? The action along the line. Well, remember last week when we saw the illegal hit by Ed Fillion on Damon Allen, how it lifted that team. And now O'Manny on the hot seat with a 16-yard average. Three punts in the game for Duncan O'Manny. Ireland Bruce is deep. No pressure. Better punch. And Bruce back at his 35. And well covered Jason Claremont led the surge downfield. Under five minutes remaining in this opening half. And here's Arlen Bruce with his first catch after a career high 12 last week against the Alouettes. Well, the reason he had 12 catches last week is the halfback was playing so far off of Arlen Bruce that it was just pitch and catch, and he just turned it upfield and had a field day against the Alouettes. Here they're spreading them out, and they're getting a little bit of a linebacker support as well, taking away that route. Dangerous pass. That's a lateral. If he drops the ball, it's 
It's a live football. Got three, second and seven. Allen with good protection downfield. And Robert Baker's got the ball. Well, running a corner route, but I tell you what, you want to get a matchup. First off, you have to have time from your offensive line. This is a long developing play. Second off, you get a mismatch. You get Carl Kidd covering Robert Baker. He's going to win that match all day. Third, wonderful throws by Damon Allen, putting it only where Robert Baker can come up with that catch. His nickname, the touchdown maker, he only has one score in the last well, 14 weeks. So we've downgraded him to playmaker. That's a big play, however. He says he likes the nickname Shake for Shake and Bake. The hands of Tony Miles. Who turned and the ball was eating him up. Well, they're trying to do a little timing route, get Tony Miles over there, and the ball is delivered just as Tony Miles turns. See him reaching back. That's a catch he knows he has to make. Mark Washington with the coverage, but a drop ball by Tony Miles. Argos marched into field goal range on their last possession. The 33 of the Lions. It's second and ten. Here comes the blitz, and Baron Simpson can't bring Allen down. And Baker's got it as he works on Carl Kidd. Well, much like the first play, except that Damon Allen this time has to buy his own extra time by avoiding the rush. Looks like he's going to be brought down. Now as he gets to the outside, he's going to buy him some more time. He just gets outside, avoids the rush, gets out to the right. Robert Baker just at the end gets a little separation from the cover man, Carl Kidd, but that's the second play in this drive that they've gone after Carl Kidd. Bo Lewis on the blitz, and so Carl Kidd in man-to-man -man coverage with the dangerous Robert Baker, a 20-yard gain. First down, Allen, all kinds of time, end zone, and Bruce tripped up by Deshaun Austin, and a penalty flag. Boy, it amazes me when I watch offenses, and I see them start attacking, being a little aggressive on offense, going deep, and look what happens. Good things happen. Less than three minutes remaining in the opening half and a clear momentum shift in this game. Well, after getting out of the gate slowly, this offense is coming to life. Nice inside move on Deshaun Austin. And right at the end, you can see just a little push on the back of Arlen Bruce. And I guess that's where the flag is going to be tossed. So they spot it at the one. First and goal. And Allen to sneak. And Allen appears to be in. Touchdown, Toronto. have their first lead of the game. And Chris, we talked about it after first quarter that we saw such a significant advantage in time of possession. We said, you know, that's sometimes misleading, but this offense has really come to life in the second quarter and moving the ball. Savoring the entire Great Cup experience now. It might be his last. As for the football, Prefontaine adds the extra point. And I think it's significant to say that Allen ducked behind Jude St. John to get to the end zone.
fifth career Grey Cup touchdown for Damon Allen, and the Argos have the lead. Boy, watch these two guys right here. Chad Folk, Jude St. John. Watch them get off the line of scrimmage and score. Push back. Tyrone Williams into the end zone, and that allows Damon Allen to come behind and get a one-yard touchdown plunge. But great explosion off the line of scrimmage by the center and left guard. We talked to Chad Folk earlier in the week, and he said Tyrone Williams, strongest guy in the league. He said he is a load in there. So 10-7 Toronto, high short kick. Antonio Warren across the 45-yard line. Now Robert Baker with two receptions in the scoring drive for Toronto. Well, they look for mismatches. They, they get the good protection up front. Allen on the second one goes to the opposite side of the field. And again, he finds double eight. And he finishes it off with a one-yard plunge after a interference call in the end zone on Deshaun Austin. And Damon Allen had 18 yards passing in the first quarter. 121 so far in the second quarter. So Dave Dickinson back to work. Play action and in the flat, Ryan Thelwell, his second catch. And drilled out by Kenny Wheaton, but it's a first down for BC. Well, they go to the sideline. They find the match they want. They get the ball to Ryan Thelwell. We talked about what a great game he had last week with... Nine catches, 183 yards in that West final. Very elusive, explosive receiver from the wide position, wide receiver position. Western All-Star. Lions first down into Argo territory. Again, the fake to Warren. And there's big Jason Claremont, and he'll run over. A few of the Argos and get another first down. Quick hitting play. Four receivers to the wide side. Clear it out. 82 finds the opening just over the middle. Dump pass. Completion and number 82. Claremont again after he makes the catch. Shows his strength. Fighting for extra yards. Well, his best year. 83 catches for 1,220 yards. On his way to top Canadian and a matchup against the man he defeated for that distinction, Kevin Ivan. And we may see them in one-on-one -on -one coverage during the day. Dickinson downfield. There's Kevin Ivan. Huge play, but flags fly back in the backfield. Well, a late flag, and again, Marquis McFadden getting involved with Fletcher after the play. So Kevin Ivan do an excellent job of climbing the ladder to knock that attempted completion down. Moving the ball back, obviously, Major against. Foul. Unnecessary roughness. BC number 60. It is Marquis McFadden who was involved in that play. Looking against Cliff Fletcher. He's right here. There he is, the right tackle. That's the play's done. Now that's a great job. But look at the forearm smash. That's what they call it. You know what? Marky McFadden, he did a nice job. He left his feet, putting him on his backside. Get back in the huddle. Don't cost your team. Stupid penalty. Second and 25. Dickinson over the middle. Claremont cut down. Heavy hit by Kenny Wheaton. 
Well, Claremont makes the catch, gets the Lions into field goal range at the 35. Well, he makes the catch, and more importantly, he just bounces back up after taking a great hit from Kenny Wheaton, who takes the legs right off him. He goes down hard right on that right shoulder after making the catch, but... You know, there's a little game going on within the game, and that's like, hey, is that your best? That's all you got? You can see Kenny Wheaton just shaking his head. A little bit of psychology going on in this football game. Remember two weeks ago when Dondrick Gilliam was laid out? Hamilton against Toronto last week. Wheaton was involved on the hit against Wilmingtonville. Knocked him out of the game. Many of the Argos said that was the turning point last week in the Eastern Final. It's a... Uh, a heavy hitting group. Well, you know, they say, you know what? We know that we're going to get passes caught at us. But the key is that when the receiver does make the reception, we make the receivers pay for the catch. Well, the Lions called a timeout as Wally Buono considered his options and does send O'Manny out. The hero last week with the last second tying field goal. And then the winner in overtime, 48 yards was a season high, 47 to tie, and then the 40-yarder to win. Jason from the holder. Brother Mike was on the other side with the Argos. From 42 yards out, and Duncan O'Manny has tied the football game. Two for two in the Western Final and nails that kick. And we're even at 10. So BC impressive. The opening march of the game, they took control. Midway through the second quarter, the Argos offense finally got going. They took the lead and now we're back on even terms. Well, the interesting thing we've seen uh, displayed by the BC Lions, now the Toronto Argonauts after a field goal, so much confidence in your special teams, your return game, that rather than take the ball at your own 35, they were, they're going to opt to try and get a big play from their special returners. So Bruce and Levingston back. Harlan Bruce with the kickoff return for a touchdown a week ago. And the pooch kick. Bruce charging it. And he's got it across the 40. And then the tackle is made by Darren Joseph, the Ottawa native, an elite season pickup by BC. You know, I, I, I got to question this. Uh, you know, this minute 45 left, and, and you kick a pooch, Carlin Bruce. You start at the 47-yard line. Why not? Have some confidence in your cover team, kick them deep and make them earn it because now they're closer to perhaps going in to kick a field goal. Too much respect, you think. Remember, the Lions, the only team in the league that did not allow a kick return touchdown this year. Maybe they did all pooch kicks. First down, Allen. And David Allen takes off across the 50 yard line and has four. He meets up with his shadow for the night, Baron Simpson. Four-time All-Canadian. Now Damon Allen again just making good decisions. He hasn't done anything really spectacular, but not hurting his team right now. Instead of forcing a situation, things are taken away downfield. Tuck the football, pick up four yards. Positive. Here we're going. That's his calling card, though. 
in the great cup games he's averaged 228 yards of passing and twice a great cup mvp arlen bruce has it and dives to the 35 and they're finding room over the middle downfield wow. the bc Lions secondary is going to live off the zone i guess so they're going to sit back there now arlen bruce is just going to find a hole He's going to come again behind the linebackers. Look, he's right behind Baron Simpson again, over the middle. Behind the linebackers, in front of the secondary. He's going to pick a big play, that offensive line, obviously because of the length and time needed, doing a nice job of giving Damon the time to complete that pass. The Argos felt their offense was starting to peak. We're seeing signs of that here in the second quarter. Robert Baker, another catch, drilled back. On the tackle by Simpson. Well, you talk about the speed of receivers. When you're talking R.J. Sauer, Tony Miles, Robert Baker, these guys are big playmakers, and, and they can get it done. But it all starts up. We talked about the fact that this offensive line was under the gun. We made a big deal about Brent Johnson off the top of the show. Ten quarterback sacks. They've done a nice job of neutralizing the defensive ends and the tackle in the middle, Tyrone Williams, allowing Damon Allen the time to go downfield. Clock running, less than a minute to go. First half, second and two. Allen in the flat, soured the catch off his shoe tops. He's got the first down. And out of bounds, stops the clock. 41 years of age. And a man whose career looked like it might be in jeopardy when he broke his leg earlier this season. Definition of resilience, this man right now, as you talked about, he breaks the tibia. He's 41 years old. He comes back. He has a faster recovery than most people think possible. And here he is playing the Great Cup game. Big catch by Sauer to keep this drive alive. Here comes the blitz. Allen gets it away for Robert Baker in the end zone. Incomplete. Waiting to see if a flag was thrown. Carl Kidd in tight coverage. I think Carl Kidd in desperation. Never mind in tight coverage the fans not happy with that call look at offensive coordinator look at the look at disbelief on damon allen and look at the relief on that man's eyes carl kidd he is not even playing the football he realizes he's in trouble he grabs the left hand that's a call you've got to throw the flag on that that is a horse crap call right there he tackled him in the end zone chris i'm sorry got more than his kid gloves on him that time and when the crowd saw the replay here they let the officials know that was a bad missed call second and ten Allen wide open here's Baker with a move and to the end zone touchdown now the BC Lions are getting all confused down the field they're taking the deep guy they run two guys running seam routes. They go deep. Baker cuts underneath. He's wide open. He's a big target. This is a big man. Six foot, 210 pounds. And he's wide open. And he does the rest. You talk about calling the touchdown maker. He likes to call himself shake and bake. They're shake and bake to the end zone. Yes, the touchdown maker nickname is back in effect. And the extra point added. Back-to-back -back scoring drives for the Arctic.
juggernauts, and Robert Baker has been a key factor in that. Well, you know what? You got to get over it on the BC sideline, and you got to say, hey, we got to mix it up. We cannot sit in zone. We're going to have to say, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us one on one, and you're going to have to start playing a little pressure game right now. You're sitting there trying to attack Damon Allen with a three-man rush and dropping nine, and they're picking you apart. I'm thinking, hello, you got to change it up. You better put some pressure on them. Just getting to the orange marker. Four touchdowns during the regular season. Just one in the last 14 weeks. But a huge great cup major score. Now we talked to the receivers before the game. They said we haven't got in any respect because it's all been, you know what, our offense is not good. We're not moving the ball. All we hear all week is special teams and defense. He says we think we are a very good group of receivers. I tell you what, after that slow start in the first quarter, they're proving it. Rebound team, the left footer. Antonio Warren from his 14. Finally surrounded at the 27 yard line. The Lions with about 15 seconds to work with. As the Argos offense has opened it up here in the second quarter. Well, it all starts with the protection. I really got to tell you that right now. And then, of course, they're finding holes in the zone coverage over the middle. And then obviously the guy wide open in the flat, little shake and bake, stretch to the end zone, break the plane, get the touchdown. And after being down 7 nothing, a huge reversal of a mo momentum for the front Argonauts. The Argos had 189 yards passing last week in the Eastern Final. Damon Allen has passed for 184 yards in the second quarter. But remember, Damon Allen loves the big games. He's a big-time player. Dave Dickinson with the bunch formation. Let's see if the Lions played close to the vest. Warren, left side, ran into Kevin Ivan. Triple nominee for the Argonauts. Their best defensive player, their best Canadian, their outstanding player. And the leading tackler in the league this year. They filled that hole admirably coming up, stopping Antonio Warren after a four-yard pickup. This guy, a linebacker, who says by the end of the year he's down to 205, or translation from Chris Walby, pencil neck. Well, remember, if you're not the biggest guy, then you better make sure you're in the best position to bring down the running back. Final play of the first half, barring penalty, and Warren up the middle. And Michael O'Shea and Antonio Spotter bring Warren to the turf to end a first half that started with the Lions roaring, but ends with the Argos leading as we join Mark Lee. Thanks, Chris. Michael, the BC Lions controlled the ball in the first quarter. You guys have come on strong in the second quarter. How would you account for the huge swing of momentum for the Argos? Well, they came out and did a great job uh, in terms of doing short passes, doing different things. They had success on first down. We didn't have success on first down. When we get into second long in situations, it's hard to move the ball against this defense. We have to be successful on first down. I think when both teams have been successful on first down, they've moved the ball. I asked you the other day, which Damon Allen did you think would come out and play this Grey Cup? What do you think so far? Well, it's only one Damon Allen that shows up in Grey Cups. Yeah. He's, he's played phenomenally.
they have attempted and are doing a good job of taking your kick return game out of this football game. It's putting more onus on your offense. Oh, well, the good thing is, is we're getting field position out of it. And, and trying to keep the ball away from our returners, uh, uh, Duncan isn't getting the kind of kicks that he'd like to get off. And so as long as we can keep doing that and we provide a little pressure, we actually hit one of the punts. So we'll we'll just keep working hard. And, and with those kind of things, with returns, I tell them, just keep plugging away. You never know when you're going to get your chance. Michael, thanks for your time. Good luck in the second half. Thank you, Mark. Michael Pinball Clemens of the Argos. 17-10. Toronto with the lead as we join Steve Armitage. Lions down by seven as we begin the second half, Wally. How important will it be to get more pressure on Damon to take some of the pressure off your secondary? Well, we got to do a better job of that. We got to stay away from the penalties. Uh, you know, first and 15 or second and 25, that, that's not uh, easy to deal with. Are we likely to see Casey Fritters sooner than later in the second half? Well, right now, I don't think the quarterback's the problem. Uh, like I said, when second and 25, I don't think there's too many uh, plays in the playbook. And defensively, you know, we have a chance to put Damon on the ground. We've got to do that. Wally, thanks for this. Good luck. Thank you. I watched the Western final again the other night. You thought Wally Buono's defense was a little bit conservative in that game and uh, likewise in the first half. We watched last week, he blitzed early, got beaten, went away for it for, until probably the third quarter. Here they're playing vanilla, they're playing zone, and they're getting picked apart in the second second quarter. So it's something they got to address. Let's check the halftime statistics. Well, you can see first downs. Even up pretty good, yard passing, obviously favoring the, the Argos. And that's an interesting stat. And Damon Allen had only 18 yards passing in the first quarter, so quite a second quarter for the 41-year-old. Already exceeding his passing yardage from last week in the Eastern Final. Duncan O'Manny averaged 22.8 yards a punt to the first half. Short kick to start. Chris Hardy fields it, drops it. it. Looks like the Lions may be on it. I believe there's a flag on the field, and the Lions... We're likely offside on the kickoff. So hold on. Coach Buana going to the Vega Tricks to try and install some momentum on his team. Offside, DC 17. We're going to retake five yards back. Cole Lewis, the guilty party, and that negates what would have been a perfect start to the second half for the Lions. Just crosses the line before the ball is kicked and official right on the sideline throws the flag. Lewis a seven-year veteran. Reserve defensive back. Chris Hardy got his hands on the ball but was separated from the football. That's an interesting call to come out and start the second half with. But now they've used your bag of tricks, you've got to kick it deep and hope your cover team can get down there and stop the returner as soon as he catches that football. Lions appear preoccupied with keeping it out of the hands of Levingston and Bruce. Here's Bruce, and he fields it across the 40. Tries to stretch it outside. Harlan Bruce to midfield and finally tripped up and... Look at the field position Damon Allen's going to get to start the second half. We talked about this. We said, you know what, if you're going to come in, you have to be aggressive to first off get to the Grey Cup game. But then, this, you know, to start playing conservative with the pooch kick, I don't understand it because they're getting great field position as a result. As you see the passing chart for Damon Allen, obviously a majority of those yards done. 
in the second quarter, spreading the football all over the football field, short, intermediate, and deep. After a slow start, 18-yard first quarter, and now they enjoy great field position. At the line, 54. Sourd went high, brought it down. Short gain, three yards. Remember, the Argos scored on their last two possessions of the first half. But what you're seeing is receivers going up, sacrificing their body to get this. This is a high throw. A lot of receivers, as they go up there, they can expect to get hit from behind. But they're sacrificing. They're not worried about that right now. They're in the big game. It's the last game of the season. They're selling out. They're making some nice catches to pick up positive yardage. Second and seven for Damon Allen. Four receivers to the left. Allen looking to the short side. And he's got Tony Miles for a first down. Working on Dante Marsh, the rookie corner. Well, this is just one-on-one -on -one coverage, plain and simple. Tony Miles, a single receiver to the short side, four to the wide. Just going to work up the field and break it off to the sideline. Ball beautifully delivered by Damon Allen. Good concentration by Tony Miles to make the catch and keep his feet in bounds. Thousand-yard receiver last year. We asked Wally Bono if he was concerned about Marsh on the corner. He says any cornerback can be picked on. And there Miles got the best of Marsh. Allen in the flat. Miles has another catch at the 34-yard line. And, and they're bringing Otis Floyd, 35, out from the linebacker position to try and take away this throw. So he's got the underneath. Dante Marsh has got the overtop. And what does Damon Allen do? He just threads the needle and puts it between them. BC Lions, seventh in pass defense this season. And Damon Allen shredding it at the moment. Second and short. Allen has time. Has Arlen Bruce down to the 10. And tossed down there by the other corner, Sam Young. Well, they're just running a short corner pattern. But you got to like the fact that Arlen Bruce, who has not been utilized much in this football game, takes it down the numbers and then breaks it out to the sideline, gets some separation from Sam Young. There's, there's Crumb. The safety, but coming over too late as you take a look. Third-year player out of Minnesota. Only 16 regular season catches. That's his 20th of the postseason. First and 10 from the 11. And John Avery is down inside the 5. Well, usually you talk about setting up the pass by running the football. We're doing an option here. We are setting up the run by throwing the football. The thing you have to remember, they've done a nice job on John Avery, but the last game they played in October, he averaged 6.4 yards a carry. So when he did get the ball, he was doing some damage. Avery did not run the ball once in the first half last week and then had the big touchdown late in the game against Montreal. Second and Avery to the goal line. And a first down, he'll be short of the goal line but the thing you got to remember now we talked about john avery and you know he's a he's a quiet guy he, he's a, he loves the fact that he hasn't been the center of attention well we talked about his goku dolls and his power dolls that he used to have in edmonton but the fact is he is unselfish last week you talked about the fact that he didn't get to carry the ball all that much he was used primarily as a blocker and he was happy to do it
First and goal from the one. Allen following the big offensive line. Waiting the signal. Have not got it yet. And it's going to be second down. Well, he's only quiet compared to you. Well, he's quiet. But I, 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 I'm going to start right off from the beginning, though. This is why I hate the pooch kick. I hate making a team play with half a field. You're putting your defense in a bind right off the bat. Kick it deep. Make them work the entire field. It's not working. The pooch kick does not work. We're getting too good field position to start off with, and it might be culminated with a touchdown here in the second and goal. Lions need a big defensive stand as Tyrone Williams, Brent Johnson, Cam Legault and company dig in. Second and goal. Allen again, right side. Touchdown. Third straight drive that has resulted in a Toronto major score. Just hesitates, finds the opening, the bubble where the defensive linemen are not, and bears it across the line. As you say, three straight drives with a touchdown. Confidence sky high on the Argonaut bench, but what's happening on the BC side of the football field? Prefontaine, the extra point. Ken Austin likes the way his offense is going. Pinball Clemens told us the Demon Allen in the Great Cup is always impressive. Here is the bubble. Look at that hole right there because there's the linebacker. And that's where they're going to run the football, right where Otis Floyd is. He takes himself out of the play by trying to go up high. Damon Allen tucks it underneath. Easy one yard run for a touchdown. Lions need an answer. Antonio Warren at the BC 20. To the 38. Kevin Ivan the stop and Demon Allen marching right back down the field. His second touchdown of the game, and here's how it all unfolded. Well, he didn't march all the way down the field. He marched from center field after that pooch kick. But he threw the ball, and then he got John Avery involved, and after the second attempt from the one-yard line, Damon Allen gets into the end zone. Avery a factor as well on the eight play, four minute, 54 second drive. Dave Dickinson will try to kick start the Lions. And it's Antonio Warren, big hole. And Kenny Wheaton brings him down in the defensive backfield. And the thing that BC did so effectively on their first opening drive that scored the touchdown is they ran the ball with Antonio Warren, but also Dave Dickinson kept the ball on the play-action bootleg, got to the outside and found open receivers. Second quarter, they were happy just to leave him right behind the center, five yards back. I think he's got to attack the sidelines and do a little bit more rollout. Warren ripped off 12, gets it again, right side, across midfield to the Toronto 53. Six more yards for Warren. And here's his rushing chart on the game. Well, that's the first half stats, 8 for 51. Not a bad average. Again, underutilized as a guy that needs to be more. Rick Frears mentioned that that middle would be vacated by the linebackers, and Warren has had success there. 
open, but slides off for a first down. Well, I like the fact that we're not panicking. We're staying with the run. We're making it work. This is exactly what Dave Dickinson has to do. This will open up the passing, and we take a look at Dave Dickinson's passing chart. 13 for 18, 147. The opening drive, very effective. Since then, the adjustments made by the Toronto Argonauts have really shut down the aerial attack of the BC Lions. So BC has something going at the Toronto 46. First down. Back to Warren. And Jonathan Brown the tackle, but Warren close to the 40-yard line. Good first down production of at least five more. Well, they're getting five yards of pop running the football. They're also beating or taking out their frustration on the defensive line, wearing them out as well. Therefore, when you start dropping back to throw the football, you can play some play action against these guys and freeze them a little bit and the linebackers behind them. The numbers for Warren so far up to 80 yards. Second and five. O'Shea on the blitz. Dickinson to Warren underneath. First down. Kevin Ivan with the tackle. Last week in the Western Final, 48 yards for Warren rushing the ball. 46 and a touchdown receiving. Now you take a look at Casey Printers on the sideline watching, wondering if he'll get an opportunity to enter this football game today. There's his numbers on the year. The outstanding player in the CFL, 35 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. But I like the fact, going back to Antonio Warren, is the fact that they use him as a receiver out of the backfield, not only as a runner, but get him up, get him in mismatches with the linebackers, and give him the football on other avenues. And he did a nice job at last week in the West Final against Saskatchewan. Lions first down in that tight end formation. The Toronto 33. Warren dropped the ball. It's on the carpet. And who got back on it? I think Warren did. In a state of panic. Well, Antonio Warren, very fortunate that ball took a good bounce for him in the fact that it just rolled ahead of him and his momentum carried him back to the football. Take a look at the delivery was there. Looked like Antonio Warren hands little tight together. Bounces off the forearm. Very forced to come up with the recovery. Four yards. Is the pickup. Second and six. Can the Lions keep it going? Dickinson. And broken up. Big play. Clifford Ivory. And that's the second time tonight where that reach avoids a pass interference call. Uh, I heard the panel talk at halftime and say, where is G. Roy Simon? He has. He has been taken care of. I mean, that was a second attempt to get the ball to him. And the second equally impressive over-the-top coverage by Clifford Ivory. Now, obviously a little bit more contact on this one. We really gave, you know, kudos to Ivory on the first time in the first quarter. This time might be a little contact over the back. And maybe G. Roy Simon had a reason to complain. G. Roy Simon's had 12 starts in his career against Toronto. Never over 60 yards. And now Duncan O'Matty. Will attempt this kick from the 36. A little snap. And the kick is good. That's a nice job of Jason Crum to get that. Aaron snap down and turn it, spin the laces, allowing him to kick it through.
now give Jason Crum an assist on the field goal by Omani. Good hold. Well, it was very important that they took this ball down and answered the drive put forth by the Argonauts and put some points on the board. As you say, Jason Crum taking that errant snap, getting it down with the laces turned toward the goalpost just in time before Omani kicked it. Now, often you'd see a team take the football in the 35, but the way the Lions have been short kicking it. Toronto has selected to get them to kick it off, and this time they do go deep, and Livingston will get a chance from his 15. And downfield, Carl Kidd, but Livingston gets away and is stopped at the 33. First down, Toronto from their 33. Allen again, lots of time, but now takes off. Flag down in a deep first slide at the 44. Well, for not as they're going to come back. That's a holding call on the Toronto offensive line. Good coverage this time by the secondary linebackers of the BC Lions. And Damon Allen's been shaken up. And he's going to have to come out. Just a cramp there, Chris, as you see him grab the toes and stretch him forward. But Michael Bishop has to come in. Bishop, who had eight starts this year, four, three, and one, started both games against BC. As Aaron Brooks attends to Allen. Finds an opening and just slides down. Nothing major about the contact, but as it just goes down, you just see right there, grabbing the back. Playoff or not, a holding call along the offensive line. And it will set up first and 20. The last three Argonaut possessions, 53-yard touchdown march, 59 yards, 43. Here was Demon Allen last week. And the Argos really agitated about the Philion hits, especially the second. Well, he has quite a reputation as a hunter of quarterbacks, and obviously that one going a little low and taking out the knees of Damon Allen. Should have been a call on that play. Should have maybe even been ejected for attempt to injury, but that's all for not. That's a week ago. We're here now. When you get over 40, you need a little extra massage. And Allen remains down, giving Bishop some time to warm up. So we'll take a break with five minutes remaining in the third quarter of the 92nd. Great cup. We mentioned in the first half, last week it was R.J. Soward who was suffering from leg cramps. And now we believe that is a similar situation from Damon Allen. It could be well, a hamstring. Yeah. And that would be far more Best case scenario is a cramp. Worst case, hamstring. So Michael Bishop is at the controls, and he's going to the air, and throwing for Tony Miles, who makes a fine catch to the original line of scrimmage. That was first and 20. It's very important that Michael Bishop comes out and establishes himself, because right now the players on the bench have seen what Damon Allen has done. Psychologically, they are fired up. He needs to come over and not miss a beat, move the ball at least a couple times, get some first downs, put something together so they know that they're still okay. And on the other side, the Lions may smell opportunity. Bishop, quarterback drop, 
tossed down Brent Johnson, and it will be third down. As the product of Holy Cross High School in Kingston makes the defensive and, play. And you know for a fact that Michael Bishop, as much as he's watching this football game, the way that Damon Allen was playing, he probably figured there's no chance he's going to hit this football game. Now you get him in the game, he's got to make sure he's got his reads. Now, he, if he doesn't have his reads, what's the next thing that happens in a young quarterback? They pull the ball down and run. It's exactly what he did. Comes up short, forces Prefontaine on to kick it. A week ago, the shoe was on the other foot when Anthony Calvillo was knocked out of the game. Now Prefontaine has to kick it away. Big pressure from Thelwell. Back at his 25. He's quick to drop the ball. Jawan Irmer's got it. Well, a big break for the Lions, although they do lose yards on the return. Frank Clair Stadium, BC with the ball at their 30, and they go back to the ground game, and Warren turns close to a first down. Nice area of picking up seven to eight yards on first down production, allowing Dave Dickinson, as you see, the staff, the athletic staff, therapy still working on Damon Allen, getting him up right now, giving him the jacket, that might be a good sign. Antonio Warren, who averaged six yards a carry against Toronto, got close to ten, and now Dickinson will just sneak ahead. And the Lions get a fresh set of downs with under three minutes to go in the third quarter. Down by 11. Again, reiterating the fact that once they establish this run again, that will allow or force the ends of the Argonauts to respect Antonio Warren. They must pinch inside. That will allow Dave Dickinson to bootleg to the outside to either run or find something outside with the receiver. Argos felt they'd be stiffer against the run in this game, but Warren's averaged seven yards a carry here in the second half. Play action, and now Lyle Green met by Clifford Ivory and drilled at the 47. Just mentioned the fact that when you run at the play action bootleg and Dave Dickinson almost like he's got a headset to the booth, does exactly that. Gets outside, but you gotta also give credit to Eric England. He stays on his initial pass rush. Does not bite on the play. As a result, forces Dave to throw that ball a little early. Still picks up first or five yards on that first down play. the 48 second and four short drop and a short hot pass incomplete intended for Thelwell and the first sign of frustration shown by quarterback Dave Dickinson was not happy with that pass attempt had what he wanted just underthrew it and skipped to the receiver Ryan Thelwell can't come up with a catch as a result, and you can see that he's not happy with the way things are going right now. You know, Pinball Clemens said yesterday when a team runs a lot, their quarterback loses the rhythm of the passing game. That's why the Argos are content to let them run. Another key fact also, Chris, is the fact that the Argonaut offense has stayed on the football field for good stretches in their drives, and that's kept Dave on his sideline. Manny, to improve on his hunting 
in this game, and Levingston at the 25. And good downfield coverage there by Crum. 37-yard punt. We're at Frank Clair Stadium. The park made famous by Russ Jackson, Ronnie Stewart, with Tucker in the 60s. Michael Bishop still at the controls, and he has a completion. Arlen Bruce. And Bruce came back for the football very close to the first down. That is a very nice job done by Michael Bishop. They're going to run and cross the receivers behind him in the backfield, trying to cause some confusion to the cover men of the B.C. Lions. But he gets to the outside, steps up between the rush, and delivers a bullet to Arlen Bruce. Fourth catch of the game for Bruce. And this will require a measurement. You know, Michael Bishop's been a hotly debated topic this year. 4-3-1 in relief of the injured Damon Allen, which sounds great, and yet there was still heavy criticism of Bishop because he's got so much raw ability. So much raw ability, such great athletic talent, yet decision-making comes into question when he's on the football field. He forces things. Or a veteran may not do the same mistakes or make the same mistakes that Michael Bishop has made. Under a half minute remaining third quarter. And right now he's got to take a page out of Allen's book and manage this game. Not make a key mistake. Under pressure. Great pass. Arlen Bruce got it. And he's forced out at midfield. Well, we talked about making decisions or the questions about his decision making. What a nice pass. And I'll tell you one of the nice things about it is he rainbows this pass. This is a touch pass, folks. That's what happens. He gets out and lobs the ball over the defender where Arlen Bruce comes up with a spectacular catch and moves the chains again, and Michael Bishop is doing what he has to do to move this football club. Argos took exception with the forearm shiver from Baron Simpson. And now another Argo in difficulty, and that is Robert Baker. Like he had a leg cramp. And is making his way to the sidelines. Well, one of the things we also have to hit on, when you're talking about Michael Bishop, he is a bigger athlete. He is a very strong runner and a very tough person to bring down when he runs with that football. He won't be doing the hook slide. He'll be trying to run you over when he takes off with the football. Carl Kidd has left the game. Michael Palmer in for Robert Baker. The youngster out of wealth. Bo Lewis is the extra defensive back for the Lions. And John Avery will try the left side. And John Avery up close to a first down. And we've reached three-quarter time in the 92nd break up. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Argos with an 11 point lead heading down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And they came up just short. 
And will be second in inches. And a nice job of Michael Bishop audibly seeing the BC Lions bring in an extra defensive back, changing the pass play to a run play to attack it. Heisman Trophy runner-up to Ricky Williams a few years back at Kansas State where he was 22-3. and And the big quarterback uses that size to push ahead for the first down. And we'll check the numbers through 45 minutes. Boy, I tell you, the time of possession has really started to even out for the Toronto Argonauts after being down by almost 10 in the first quarter. Turnovers, obviously, Aaron Lockett with the fumble, and he fumbled another one already. 319 net yards from an offense that supposedly can't get the job done. 278 passing. I tell you, right now, watch the way this offense is going for the Argonauts. John Avery could be a bigger factor than we even know in this fourth quarter. Less than 250 yards total offense in the two playoff games. Bishop hit as he delivers behind the intended target, Tony Miles, to Benio. One of the Lions turning up the heat. Well, one of the few times we see the Lions with some pressure. Coming from the top of your screen, little spin move inside against John Fugel. Gets a hit on Michael Bishop. Excuse me, boy. Michael Bishop delivering the football. Out of the reach of the intended receiver, Miles. So it's second and ten for Bishop. DC 45. Five receivers set. Here comes the rush. And Bishop dropped the ball and gets back on it. Chris, this is a case of John Avery not reading the blitz. Otis Floyd comes on the blitz. John Avery's going to sit in the back. Here he is right here. He doesn't pick up the blitz. He goes too far to the inside and watches helplessly. As a linebacker, he has to pick up, comes free and gets a hit on the quarterback. So Otis Floyd off the edge, and Bishop just got it back out of the reach of Baron Simpson. Not sure if the Argos would have attempted a field goal, even if there had not been a loss on the play. Prefontaine in to punt as the ball's back at midfield. Footed line drive from Prefontaine that Lockett had some trouble with. There's the scene. 51,000 plus. Largest gate, they believe, in Great Cup history. Close to $10 million. And the battle for the national championship in what has been one of the best CFL seasons in recent memory. Two minutes into the fourth quarter. Long field for Dave Dickinson. Starting at the 12. And going right back to Antonio Warren. Drilled as he gets to the 22. Kenny Wheaton stepped up. A hard-hitting DB, but that's a great first down production. Nice job of Wheaton, but Bobby Singh, 62. Comes from that right guard position to the left side and just buries a defensive tackle. And that allows Antonio Warren to find the opening, but he pays the price, but not before he picks up almost 10 yards on the play. With the carry, Warren goes over 100 yards. On the game, Dickinson plunging forward. Behind center, Angus Reed, a Western All-Star. 
And in case you joined us late tonight, boy, the Lions came out of the gate quickly. Well, the opening drive, they marched it efficiently down the field, scoring on a touchdown pass to Jason Claremont. And Allen, of course, got that Argo offense on track in the second quarter. Actually, three drives resulting in three straight touchdowns. Dave Dickinson's gone all the way so far. Bunch formation. Dickinson. And it's Lyle Green out of the backfield. And Jonathan Brown from behind with the tackle after Green avoided the initial stop by Michael O'Shea. This is what you call a key breaker. It's exactly the same play they ran with Antonio Warren. This time they don't give him the football. Dickinson keeps it and just lobs it over to the blocker, Lyle Green. No huddle offense now for Dickinson and the Lions. 18 yards on the pickup by Lyle Green, the Kitchener native. First down, there's Green again. And Green passed Adrian Smith, another first down. Steinauer helping on the tackle. And the reason to go fire is not to allow the Argonauts to get their defensive schemes in or any adjustments made by Rich Stubler. They better get to their coverage responsibilities quickly. Now continue in that tight end formation. Back to Warren. And a big hole. Warren kicks it outside. Down inside the 30-yard line. And finally dragged down at the 21. Well, we saw Lyle Green make a couple of nice catches on bootlegs. Now, Lyle Green is going to spring Antonio Warren by a nice kickoff block right at the bottom of your screen. He gets Fletcher to the outside. Antonio Warren kicks it back inside. And look at the leg drive. Bonner trying to punch that football out before a big play by the BC offense and Antonio Warren. Rich Stubler watching on the Argo sidelines. The defensive coordinator looking concerned. Lions marching. First down at the 22. Warren again. What a great shift. Antonio Warren pounding it to the five. Never mind the shift, Chris. What a total collapse of the defensive line by the left side of the BC offensive line. Boy, did they get off the line of scrimmage and wash everything to the inside. That allows Antonio Warren to kick it backside and find all that room to run through. BC second to only Saskatchewan on the run this year. And now Michael O'Shea's defense is on the run. First and goal. Dickinson steps up. Dave Dickinson touchdown. And BC's right back in it. What a smart drive put forth by the BC Lions and Dave Dickinson. Wally Buono signaling he wants to go for the two-point conversion. But not handing off. Little play action. Good fake that takes the linebackers out. Big opening in the middle of the field. He doesn't force the situation just to try to throw it. Tucks it and gallops to the end zone. Dickinson saying Casey Brinners isn't the only Lions quarterback who can run the football. And now Wally Buono 
try to get within a field goal as they go for two. Right now, it's a five-point lead. Here comes the rush. But play whistled down, and we didn't hear the whistle up here. It's a good thing the players heard that, as one of the defenders had a direct beat on. Timetown violation, BC number 12, five-yard penalty. That's a five-yard time count violation. Does that change Wally Buono's intent? Doesn't look like it. I think that it had success. You can see that Dave Dickinson just waved to the bench and forget about it. We're going to stay with it. An impressive march. Much of it on the ground. A 98-yard drive. Did they get that playoff? No. Yeah, what's going on? Andre Prue going to march it back five more. Well, this is totally uncharacteristic of Dave Dickinson talking about clock management. That's two in a row. Now that forces Wally's hands. He can't really say, okay, you can't keep putting back the, you know, 20 yards here. So much communication. 10 yards is where they actually move the back. And attempt a two-point conversion. But we've got to give credit to the defense because what he saw made him hesitate. And he was trying to audible and change the call at the line of scrimmage because of the shifting of the Argonaut defense. And that caused the time to run out both times. So it's a 22-yard convert attempt for Duncan O'Manny. And he missed it. So the back-to-back -back time count penalties cost the Lions. And it's a five-point game here in the fourth quarter. Rich Stubler, the defensive coordinator, trying to make some adjustments here after that impressive Lions touchdown march. Well, take a look. Now, watch this. Now, look who's got an eye beat on here. This is Antonius Bonner. You think he's got him lined up, but no. Little help from the official on the goal line, and that just allows Dave Dickinson to get in there. Dave Hutton taking the hit. Bashar Levingson has the ball. Out across the 40. And the lightning quick kick returner for the Argos, giving the boatman good field position. And David Allen coming back when we come back. There's the scene. Frank Clair Stadium, 8-21 remaining in the fourth quarter, a five-point game. And Damon Allen has returned after missing a few series. Michael Bishop bridging the gap. Michael Bishop when he got his opportunity to play three for four for 38 yards. Let's join Mark Lee. Chris, Damon Allen suffered what the Argo medical staff is calling a cramp in his right hamstring. They have been working that leg feverishly for the last 15 minutes, including the team doctor putting an injection directly into the leg. They've given him lots of liquids, kept him on the bike. We'll see if it holds up. Adrian Smith said to Damon, don't try anything spectacular. We'll hold him if you're not right. Well, the Lions may have other plans. First down, look at Allen going deep. 
for R.J. Soward, but he's out of bounds. Didn't make the catch, but Damon Allen's not going to play it close to the best. Well, he's going aggressive, and I love this call going downfield, trying to get the ball one-on-one -on -one against Mark Washington down the left sideline. Sit back and let her go. Look off the safety a little bit just to freeze. Jason Crump keep him in the middle of the field, not allowing him to come over to help, but just a little long and out of bounds. Last week, Nicole Clemens challenged each of his players with one or two words and for Allen he said legend keep the legend alive and the legend is growing as far as his great cup performances are concerned second and ten here's the blitz underneath the completion and Robert Baker's dangerous and he's got a first down We mentioned the fact that BC's defense was playing conservatively. They were not putting the blitz on Damon Allen. Well, here they bring the blitz, but Damon Allen, equal to the challenge, is just going to sit back. There's the blitz. He gets rid of the ball just before the defense gets to him, finds Robert Baker over the middle, and then he does the rest himself to pick up a first down. Over 100 yards for Baker in the game. Carl Kidd arrived just a beat late. 47, Avery lunging ahead for five to the 42. Well, Tybenia coming over and grabbing Avery as he cuts back and picks up four to five yards on that first down. Avery criticized when he suited up for the 2002 Grey Cup with a tender hamstring and had to leave the game early, put the Eskimos in a bind. Eight carries six yards before he had to leave. Well, they also had a capable replacement in Troy Mills, who was outstanding in relief. Avery has never won a championship at any level. Here's Allen. The blitz on. Simpson got to him. And the pass incomplete. Baron Simpson unloaded on the Argo veteran quarterback. You know that Damon Allen's beat up a little bit. He had to leave the game. Come after him. That's exactly what they do. Here comes 51 right through the opening. Gets a good lick on the quarterback. The ball is thrown where the receiver cannot come up with a catch. The best thing this does is the next time you bring pressure, he will start to feel it even if it isn't there. And he will get rid of the football a little earlier. It's a smart move. You cannot play and just hope that your front four is going to get pressure on him. You've got to put pressure on him. A field goal would have made it. An eight-point game. The Argos not in the mood to try a 50-yarder. Timeout. BC. Lions calling a timeout. They didn't have the proper alignment on the field. That's a costly expenditure well, exactly. with this much time in a game they're trailing. Especially if it comes down to the final plays. You want to stop the clock and perhaps get a field goal team on. G. Roy Simon has checked in as a returner. There's the whistle. Along with Lockett instead of Antonio Warren. Now they're basically telling Noel Prefontaine, pick your poison. Lockett or Simon. You know he's going to try and angle it toward the sideline, pin them deep. Long snapper Randy Srachinski. Prefontaine. What a good kick, and it will bounce out at the 20. 
not been a textbook punting night, just 23 for Prefontaine. Dave Dickinson's back at the controls. Movement along that line was a Bobby Singh who lifted out of his stance for a split second, the right guard. I believe you're right, 62 in his stance. You can see him rock forward. He didn't really lift his hand. Anticipating the snap count on the run play. Kind of did a little bit of a rock motion. You can see him right there. He just... Singh was a Super Bowl winner with St. Louis. He's won in the XFL and trying for the triple crown here. Spent much of the year hurt with a torn tricep. First and 15 now. Antonio Warren, can the Argos stop this running charge of the Lions? Michael O'Shea, the middle linebacker with the tackle. Antonio Warren to having a nice day here. Take a look at the record. Johnny Bright, 1956 with the Edmonton Eskimos, 171 yards. Antonio Warren, 160 tonight. And he's got plenty of time left, and with less than a touchdown, the Lions can stay on the ground and dare the Argos to stop it. Second down. And Dickinson deep, Simon just off the outstretched fingertips. Dickinson wants it back. Well, he did everything he possibly could to deliver this football to a streaking G. Roy Simon. A sigh of relief from Clifford Ivory, for he was beaten on this play. He avoids the pressure, steps back up into the pocket, throws it over down the center of the field, and just goes off the fingertips. Of G. Roy Simon. And what a play that would have been. Argos breathe a sigh of relief. But now Omani has to come in. And they need his best punt of the night. Short kick. Marlon Bruce. Getting outside and running out of real estate, but inside the BC 45. <laughs> 34-yard Omani punt, the hero last week. And struggled today, and now Allen to work. The long out, Andre Talbot nailed. Sam Young the hit. They'll mark it at the 38. This is a dangerous throw from the middle of the field to the wide side of the field. It hangs up, but you gotta love the strength and the moxie of Damon Allen, who just kind of throws it right into the defense, saying, if you can make the play, make the play. Carl Kidd told me the other day he wanted to see this from Allen. He said, it's the old fly and die pass. We'll make him pay if he throws too many of them. Block running under four minutes to go. It's second and two. And Avery runs into Ty Williams, but powers his way to a first down. So John Avery has been outshone by his counterpart, Antonio Warren, but is picking up valuable well, second-half yards. You hit it on the head, Chris. That's exactly what you want to do. John Avery is a very dangerous running back. He may not get the big yards today as far as totals, 
But I tell you what, when you get two yards and you're picking up first downs and you're keeping drives alive, those are just as important. And he said we've seen the bootleg version of Todd Avery this year, recovering from serious knee surgery. Allen wide open. Tony Miles backside inside the 10. What a time for a mental breakdown. Dante Marsh, nowhere to be found. Damon Allen sits back there and finds a wide open Tony Miles. He looks to center off, goes to the backside. Who's there? Number 15, big play. This is what it's all about, the Great Cup being paraded in to Frank Clair Stadium. Three minutes on the clock. And the Argos inside the 10, first and goal. A five-point spread. The Lions cannot allow a touchdown. Play yet to be whistled in. And Allen waiting for a signal from Andre Poole. Win tights. The keeper and Allen throwing into the flat incomplete. That's Jonathan Landon. Looked like the intended receiver, the big offensive lineman from Queens. Up at his tight end. Well, I want to show you why he's wide open. Look at here's the other cover guy. He's going to cover on a blitz. Now, guys, just run a little bit, and I'll show you what happens here. There's the blitz. Now, freezing right there. You only got one defender on two guys. What's the safety doing? He better get over here and help out. He doesn't. They go with the inside guy, and that's why Tony Miles is wide open on the sideline. Down to the nine, and it's second and goal from the nine. Huge play in the game as the Lions try to hold the fort. defensive play, but was there a late hit on Damon Allen? Well, they may go against the Toronto Argonauts, maybe holding against the Argonauts. That's what it's going to be. But we talked about Dante Marsh. What a time to come up with a big defensive play. Great reaction to the football to come back and knock that away from the receiver. So Allen gets them inside the 10, but can't push it over. Marsh, who has had some rough spots this year with one of his biggest defensive plays of the year. Well, they could ill afford to give up a touchdown there. They have at least an opportunity to hope that Noel Prefontaine, who has been solid on field goals all season long, maybe try to come up with a block here. Ty Williams has one this year. High snap, but Prefontaine's got it down and through. And it's an eight-point game. The toast of BC a week ago, but that misconvert now looming large. An eight-point spread with 2.41 to play. Well, 22 yards to get that single point. He kicks it wide. And now we have an eight-point game, as you say. And boy, does that point ever become a factor right now. It forces the hand of the BC line should they have an opportunity to score a touchdown. Of course, they have been the cardiac kids this year, the Lions. 
four times winning in the dying minute or overtime. Antonio Warren lugging it out across the 40 and up to the 41. Decent field position for Dave Dickinson. for over 10,000 yards the last two years, 72 touchdowns the last two years, is now eight points away from tying this game. And the Lions 59 yards away from a major score. Going on first down, and that ball tipped at the line. Incomplete. Uh, Cantor getting the hand up. Big play by the nose tackle. The all-Canadian nose tackle who was with the Lions in 2000. Good initial protection from the offensive line, but Cantor doing the next best thing, and that's getting the big paws up. Also with the Argos in their cup wins in 96 and 97. Second and 10 with two and a half minutes left. Screen. Rush on, long out. Thelwell's got to beat somebody. Thelwell to the 50. And Kevin Ivan comes across to make the tackle. Let's see where they spot the football. That's the range of Kevin Ivan. That's again, it's a scenario where Dave Dickinson looks down the middle, nothing there. He goes to the outside. Ryan Thelwell, who makes a nice move again, has done a nice job all evening. Of eluding that first tackler down the sideline and picking up additional yardage. Yes, and in that case, a first down. So despite the support by Ivan, Thelwell moves the chains at the 51. Clock will start again. Dickinson flushed. Gets it away, but behind Simon as Michael O'Shea was bearing down. Well, we're at the stage of the game where big-time players are going to make big plays, and that's exactly that by Mike O'Shea, who stays on the rush. Initially trying to go inside, breaks it back to the outside, and that little extra effort put forth by Mr. 50, you know, number 50, does a good job of forcing Dave Dickens to throw this ball behind the antenna receiver. <laughs> 50's got his 50 mission cap on. The smartest defense in the league. That's their quarterback against... The smartest quarterback in the CFL, Dave Dickinson, second and ten. With time, and now, flushed, circles the wagons. And finally pulled down by Kevin Ivan. He tried to stay back to, to throw it deep, but... Ran out of options. Well, he does a lot of moves on his own. He goes to the outside, cuts it back inside. Little shake and bake. Tries to get away from high, but now he does pick up some yards, forcing third down, but he also utilizes or eats a little bit of that clock that he does not want to eat. Who's he think he is? Casey Printers? So they must kick the ball away. Clock running, under two minutes to go. The Delta BC native Kevin Ivan with a clutch tackle. And O'Manny 
Levingston, 25-yard line. And is nailed. Kelly Lockbaum led the surge downfield. 32 yards on that punt. Remember, the Lions spent their time out with over six minutes to go. A minute 42 away. And Avery, not much there. Up the middle. Dickinson anxious to get the ball back. Clock running. Second and seven. Lions have to stop them here. Allen time. Tony Miles. And Miles with the catch. At the 41, a first down. Yeah, it's funny. We heard a lot of talk about Damon Allen about if he won this game, would he retire? And talking to him, he says, you know what? Why would I? I've got a group of receivers, and if we can keep this team together, we, we could be pretty dominant for the next couple of years. He says, they're, they're a fun bunch of guys to play with. Ken Austin said, we are good enough to win now, but it'll take another camp to be a full octane offense. Well, that full camp will allow these guys to all work together and fully understand the offense. Final minute. Avery, big hole. Back outside. Look out. Tripped up inside the 45-yard line. He can turn 7 into 70. He almost did. We told you, don't discount John Avery. He will come back and hurt you when it matters most. That's exactly what he did again. Broke it, 50 seconds left in the game, gets out there, made that, you know, that may be the final nail in the coffin, but how about that offensive line? They did a nice job of allowing Damon Allen to throw the football, and they've opened up holes for the running game when they had to. Hey, mama, I love you, Casey. Adrian Smith, who had the winning touchdowns in the last two Argo Grey Cups, savoring this as the clock is running, and so is John Avery, lunging ahead. And again, the Lions use their timeout with over six minutes to go, and it's out of their hands. Well, it's out of their hands, and John Avery, who has never won a championship, is going to taste one tonight. But Damon Allen, what can you say about number nine? 41 years old, 20 years in the league. Off the bench to win in 87 in that thriller. In 93, won a surprise Grey Cup. Did it again with the Lions in 2000. And off Avery first down. And Michael Clements tasting victory. So is Rich Stubler. And Wally Buono knows it's done. And now he's going to have to answer a million questions about what about Casey Printers? The outstanding player never got on the field. The Toronto Argos brought their A game. And they are 2004 Grey 